Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Silver and Gold. Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Piccolo and Dr. Zong. I believe in a thing called Fuck You Christmas. Dig it. <laughs> what? I'm so sick of people. I just want to go back and have us some slow, quiet days again. I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm coming home. My ears are ringing. Do you hear what I hear? Um, yeah, so it's just been so crowded at work. It, it wears on you. Yeah, this Like is a cheap suit. I don't know. I've just had a few shitty Christmases in a row, and it doesn't look like this one's going to be any better. So, I had the flu last year, so hopefully it'll be up from that this year. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing my voice, so I got some hot tea. And what is it doing, Zom? Steeping. Steeping. Steeping yeah. some green tea with lemon. So hopefully the, uh, the, the voice will recover somewhat. I don't know why. I'm feeling a little hoarse. My learned um, colleague is, is teaching me. It's been a little. It's been some weird weather here. Like three days ago, it was about seventy-five, and I woke up this morning. It was thirty outside. So, it's like I, I read an article the other day, a local news thing, saying that pneumonia is on the rise because of the weird fluctuations in weather we're having. So, I always think it's weird how they spell pneumonia. Pneumonia. Why? Why? Why the P? It's got to be named after some <laughs> Latin shit. Yeah. Those nerds. Send them back where they came from. Pussification of America. The pussification of America. <laughs> Wait, that P's not silent. Uh, so this week on Zishu, uh, we are covering um, two very similar movies. Uh, Lolly Madonna, Triple X, which I can't figure out the name of that one. No, 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 no. Okay. I always wondered that too, because first of all, I thought since there was like moonshine, they always put like XXX yeah. on the moonshine jug. But what it is, is, do you know what it is? I don't know what it is. Should we save it for the review? Yeah, save it. Okay. So Lolly Madonna XXX. Oh, I got it. I know what it is now. When I say it that way, I know what it is. And uh, Blood and Bone from 2009, uh, Hillbillies, uh, Street Fights, and. And Michael J. White's titties. So we'll get to those soon. Uh, Zom, how are you, sir? Oh, my God. It's been a very strange couple of days. Yeah. I had a uh, uh, butt, uh, butt puckering, anus clenching, <laughs> uh, 
driving on black ice to work. Uh, And you know what? Uh, I never thought in my life that I would actually put my life on the line to go to work, to go to work and not only uh, almost get fucking killed once, but then try three other routes and almost wreck three other times. I must have really been bored. Um, but I did make it home. It usually takes me, it would take me, um, say 20 minutes to drive to work. Uh, when I decided to finally, well, I, I left for work and when I got home, it was about almost two hours later, um, because it was so bad out that we were driving like six miles an hour and, and just getting stuck or not getting stuck, but almost getting stuck and my nerves when I got home were so fucking on edge. It took me a while for to, to kind of calm down. Uh-huh. And then the next night when I had to drive to work, which the roads were clear, I still was nervous about getting the car. I was like, fuck, I hope it's, I hope it's, you know, they cleared the road. <laughs> you and guys would be experts here because like if it ever snows at all, that's what happens. Like it, it's not just <laughs> ice. Anytime any kind of frozen precipitation falls here, the shit closes down. So, uh, and then <coughs> last night was um, at about three or three fifteen in the morning, or so. I think it was like about three o'clock in the morning, or something like that. One of my coworkers, who's like one of my best friends, just looked at me and said, "I think I'm going to pass out." He goes, oh, "There's something wrong," and he's he had had a spell. I think was there now was there a Lord of the Rings movie or something out here just recently? Mm-mm. Okay, I can't remember what he went to see. Oh, no, no, no. It was a Mockingjay. Oh. He went to see that with his wife, packed theater, and he passed out sitting in the chair. Ugh. They had to stop the movie. Um, they, His wife yelled out, is there a doctor here? And there was a doctor. Uh, and they came and helped and tried to help him, and they had to call an ambulance, take him out. You know, And then, of course, you know, I would hope that I was unconscious the entire time. <laughs> because I would be fucking embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, but anyway, so uh, I had to call an ambulance for him and and up until I mean I texted him here just a little while ago and uh and he's still in the hospital and they don't know what's wrong and huh. so I'm still worried, yeah. you know, but I I I'm like, Ugh. but that's the, that's like the kind of stuff. I mean, two days in a row I go from my you're, nerves you're being looking at mortality. Yeah. And uh but I mean, everything else is fine. <laughs> I just have two days in a row of just being bored no matter what I'm doing. It's that it's that time. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah. You, you yeah. shouldn't even be celebrating Christmas anyway. You don't believe in the Christ. Oh, it's kind of it's just the social norm kind of thing. And I actually I'm not doing I'm not going to be doing anything for Christmas except I'm thinking I'm gonna go see the Hateful Eight because oh, yeah. it is one of the one of the 100 theaters in the United States playing it in 70 millimeter film is right next to where I work. Nice. So I think I'm going to go try to see it Christmas Day because I have to work the day after, so I'm not going to get to go home. But um, I'm going to try to go visit the parents a couple of days after that. So, but uh, yeah, so I'm going to try. I'm, I think I'm going to hopefully they have several showings during the day, and I can't imagine a three hour movie. Uh, it's going to sell out on Christmas Day, but we'll see. Who knows? Yeah. 
Who knows? Um, I listened to uh, Tarantino was on Howard Stern. I listened to that thing this morning about the yeah. Disney strong-arming him out of that theater. <laughs> well, the whole interview was really good. What and, happened uh, with that call? They cut it off in that little clip. Well, the the, uh, the they just on YouTube they'll just put like a little clip on there to entice you, which I don't know why because Jesus Christ, people fucking download Howard TV and the show constantly. Yeah, and I guess they're trying to you know, fight it, fight it or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's just like sticking your finger in the dike. I mean, in, at the yeah, name. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway, the, there's an interview that Zom posted a part of, and, you know, Tarantino's been really big on this 70 millimeter release of the hateful eight. And there's a theater that he is kind of obsessed with in Los Angeles that I forgot the name of, but something dome. And, um, Disney had, rights to it to, apparently it's a, one of those theaters that only has got one screen um one of those historical theaters and um disney had the rights to show star wars for the last two weeks up until christmas and disney basically has strong-armed this company that owns that theater and other theaters saying we're going to pull star wars from your theaters if you don't let us just show star wars through the new year yeah <laughs> and Tarantino's like, you know, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. So, and it was a funny sounding thing. Howard Stern actually calls this Disney's CEO. <laughs> and he's like, listen, he's weird. He wants to show it in his shitty little theater. I don't give a fuck, but do this for me. And I'm curious, what did the guy say? Hell, I don't even remember. I, ah, I, was, I need I to was find dri- it. <laughs> well, I was driving to work. And so, you know, I had to get out of the car. I need to find it. That's, that was pretty funny that he called him. So That's the one thing. I That's why when I started listening, I posted that clip because I got on YouTube because I wanted to listen to the whole thing. I got up to um, – he was talking about Samuel L. Jackson and how he is uh, – Samuel L. Jackson pretty much has decided like he wants to be in Tarantino's movies. And he was like in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Um, he said, you know, there wasn't a part for him. <laughs> and And he said, can I be the narrator? And yeah, he goes, there you go. He goes, I can't be anything else, so I'll be the narrator. And, and uh, then in, um, oh, what was the other one? He, uh, oh, in uh, Kill Bill, he said, they ain't no puff for me in this motherfucker, so I'm going to be the piano player. <laughs> and um, then he wanted Adam Sandler to play. He wrote the role of the Bear Jew for Adam Sandler. That's weird. But Adam Sandler was making funny people, I think, mm. and he couldn't do it. And he said he wrote that specifically for him. And I just like, I don't know if I see that, you know, I don't, I don't know, you know, I think that would have t- took me out of the movie a little. Yeah, maybe. yeah. At least uh, Eli Roth was like, he's kind of big looking, you know, he's, yeah. he's muscular. Adam yeah, he Sandler's like, just kind of dumpy. <laughs> dumpy and and I don't know. He'd be like, "Hey, I'm I'm they they, they call me the uh, the the, uh, the bear Jew, the bear Jew." Puppy uh, you got to play that foosball. <laughs> He's so stupid. Uh, he is dumpy. <laughs> he is a little dumpy. I'm dumpy. He's dumpy. Fuck him. What have you been watching this week? Well, people, it's going to be a short one. Yeah, I like the wait. Sick. Uh, <laughs> oh my god no, I can't talk about that on air <laughs> not a movie I, I think I told you about it already but anyway um, yeah I did but I can't. we can't talk about this okay. on the air um, uh, so that'll whet the appetite of the three people listening <laughs> you, okay. hear, you, hear, you, you hear that three people 
I want, we want you to send us some feed sack and guess what Zom is talking about. <laughs> You'll never guess. Um, some of you might, because somebody knows, because they told me. Um, I watched uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Dig it. Nah. I got to be honest with you. Not a fan. Well, I thought my friend might have been having a stroke or a heart attack. That'll do it. it. That'll do it. So it kind of took me out of it. Uh, (laughs) (coughs) But I will say this. I think that um, Cruz is becoming almost laughable (laughs) because uh, they talk about McConaughey taking his shirt off. Oh, he loves taking his shirt off. Constantly takes his shirt off, and he's not that well built. Well, he's better built than me. I, he kind of has a funny build. He has narrow shoulders. He doesn't really have pecs. They're kind of defined, but they're scrawny looking. And he's got big hips and big thighs like a woman. <laughs> Loves to run, so that's a joke. Uh, him riding a motorcycle at breakneck speed is in every fucking movie now. Um, I appreciate the stunts and stuff in this. Like when they said yeah. they had him hanging off the plane, that he actually did that. That was they had pretty him, like, cool. But... And I liked that Alec Baldwin's. It had a nice cast. Mm-hmm. The one guy that was the 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 guy that played um, uh, Lane. It took me a second to realize who that was. He was in um, uh, Oh Year of Our Lord. Uh, what was uh, the goddamn um, trilogy? Year of Our Lord. Red no Riding trilogy. Okay, he was. The seen, ass- you know what? I never saw those. Oh, dude, Red, the Red Riding movies. The favor. They're really good. And wasn't he? Was he in Prometheus? I still don't know who we're talking about. John Harris. Yeah, he was in Prometheus. He was the the guy that had the hounds and went ooh and all that shit and turned into the monster. Oh, yeah. John. So anyway, and I like Alec Baldwin was in it, but oh yeah, it, he was the guy with the. Was he the the. Was he the one that, that he was the uh, the Irish guy or something in in Prometheus that yeah he was supposed to be the map maker yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay and um um but it just seemed like the same shit we've seen a million times in every one of them yeah but for me that formula works now so yeah I'm still with it it was I mean I just you know wasn't anything there wasn't anything new there that really right 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 you know lit my fire. If you will, daddy. Now, the next thing I watched was talk about this last week, Ant-Man. I don't think you did. Okay. Well, I watched (laughs) Ant-Man. Now, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. And Okay. Did you like that? Yes. And so I liked Ant-Man better than Guardians. I I thought Ant-Man was, well, see, I liked both of them because they had a lot of humor in them. Yeah. Um. Hmm. I'll tell you, the, I, I think the part I marked out the most for in Ant-Man was when they were fighting with the iPhone in the purse and that song, the Cure song came on in yeah. slow motion. That was really cool. I like the Thomas the Train thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I liked how, I liked the Thomas the Train thing and I liked, um, what's his name? Um, God damn, what's that first name? Uh, Bobby uh is it Canaval? Oh, Canavale. Yeah, he's good. Uh, I like him in everything, but when that giant ant fucking jumped on him, <laughs> he screamed like a woman. It was fucking funny. But 
I I like them both equally. I can't. I don't know if I could pick. Now I thought this one, uh, the the first part where they were where they were establishing who Scott Lang was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of like, okay, you know, it's taken a while to get going. Man, once it took off, it was funny as shit. Yeah. And, uh, what's his name? Um, um, oh goddamn, Michael Pena. I th- I loved his the, the they did it I think twice when he would kind of be describing a story the way they set that up where it was like him narrating, but you'd see the people talking and he would just get off on these tangents about like this beautiful art or something. Well, yeah. And, and even though they, they, he was like, kind of like a, a, a a goofy kind of a geek. Yeah. I love when he would just haul off and cold cock somebody (laughs) like, I mean, it was like Michael Jai white. It was like all of a sudden a big hook and it was like, boom, you know, and Michael Douglas, I thought was really good in it. And I'll tell you what, I, Paul Rudd for me is like, um, and I just lost his name, uh, Hulk from the New Avengers movies. Uh, oh, uh, Ruffalo. Yeah, Ru- like Ruffalo is one of these guys you just like him anything that he's yeah. in. Yeah. And Paul Rudd's the same way. Like he's so charming. Like I like him in pretty much anything he's in, even his movie's shitty. Well, and and I I kind of you know how they did the um, um, <clears throat> the Sharon Carter Agent of Shield or whatever. Yeah thing i would like to see him do okay i want to see him do like the ant-man or do an ant-man with scott lang and everything and have um have uh him be with the avengers and all that but i also would like to see them go back and do hank pym and janet van dyne oh the yellow jacket in or, the, uh, not yellow jacket uh wasp he was yellow jacket at one time i mean he was see that's a they they they, they switch stuff up yeah because hank pym's been He's been, giant, he's been the giant guy and Ant Man, yeah. Ant Man and Yellow Jacket, and he was Wasp here recently. He oh, took weird. on the persona of Wasp because he supposedly has like a split, split personalities or something. But <laughs> then you know, so I'm I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. And even if they, I think it would be cool if they did the route where they did like in the see because they they said that uh, it was in the 80s when she got what happened to her. The, the original wasp. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, I mean, they could do that and just, and do like a series. Sure. Or, but anyway, but I didn't watch very much. I've been just watching, I've been just cramming hockey down my fucking gullet. There you go. I probably watched other stuff, but I can't remember. I've been, I've been cramming arrow down my gullet. I've finished, I finished all 23 episodes of season two in the last week and a half. So, um, arrow's still really good. And speaking of Hank Pym, they've, um, I didn't know he, he, was in Arrow a few times, um, the Adam. Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they've Brandon. What is his name? Brandon Ralph. Ralph right. play, plays his character. I've seen him in fl- the uh, the Flash a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope I hope to see him more uh, because he has just started working in the Flash on like the uh, the stuff to make himself shrink. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of this like computer hacker kind of guy, but they 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 keep in the in Arrow they kind of keep the meta human stuff to the side. Right. Um, there's the second season was almost all uh, Slade Wilson, uh, Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Deathstroke was he had a a, a formula called Mitakuru which was a Japanese thing they developed in the war. It was supposed to be like a Captain America type thing, but it makes people go fucking apeshit crazy. Huh. 
Um, so that was the kind of all of season two was dealing with the spread of that that tox that drug, I guess. And Slade Wilson is the is like the the main antagonist in the whole thing. But um, <clears throat> and the guy that plays him is pretty good. But um, but they so they keep most of the meta human stuff. Like the 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 people that took that drug were like super strong like you couldn't shoot them or anything but other than that it's like just kind of like martial arts and stuff like well, that. Well there's but. some there's some comic book characters that I think they th- I wish they wouldn't get them involved in like the super like the Punisher and Marvel. Yeah. Or just keep it more, you know, well, yeah, he, I mean that's, that's kind of how they keep Arrow yeah. because every time Arrow would go up against Slade Wilson, he just get his ass just beat. Yeah. And so they were trying to figure out how to do it. And the only time he could ever neutralize anybody on that drug was to like shoot an explosive arrow into their chest and they would like blow up and then they would just be unconscious and he'd have to run away um, until they figured out how to, how to do their thing. But, um, and I just started the first episode of the third season. So, um, but yeah, still a lot of dying and stuff. He's not killing people anymore, but <laughs> there's other people dying still. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm still digging that show, and I've been reading. I'm like 20 issues into that um, Mike Grell run of Green Arrow from the late 80s, and mm-hmm. it's it's I think a lot of the like there's a lot of story pulled from that era of Green Arrow for this TV show, mm-hmm. but like as far as like characterization and stuff, and the fact that um, there's a re- kind of a relationship with uh, Oliver Queen and and, and Can- Black Canary. Mm-hmm. They just call her Canary in the show, but but uh, I've, I've been. They always have to change too. shit for no fucking reason. Yeah, well, he's called Arrow, not Green Arrow, and ah, oh, bullshit. And but there is <laughs> there is Speedy. There is a Speedy in the in the Arrow. Show. I don't know why the, why they feel the need to change shit. <laughs> I don't know why they don't call that it just call him Green Arrow. Yeah, he wears a green hood, but I don't know why they call. him I green. hate when they fucking take every collar on every costume and either make it as completely dark as possible or black. Okay, goddamn, I'm sorry. Well, it wouldn't make sense for Wolverine to have a a yellow and blue costume that would be good, good in combat. Well, it wouldn't make sense for a fucking guy to have healing powers that he can't die. Black Canary still has a big blonde wig and wears the yeah. low-cut black outfit. Yeah, they, um, they just got into this, let's make it Let's make it real. Flash is very bright combat, red. Well, everything why don't they all in, just wear fucking, the uh, they all should just wear camouflage. So, you know what's <laughs> kind of funny? Oh, I watched shit. the first episode of Gotham also, uh-huh. and... Because Gotham is so far in the past, Arrow is like taking all of the all of the Batman villains that are cool. Like uh Raza Ghoul is uh, they've talked about him and like <laughs> So like it seems like they're gonna be taking all those uh, the reins for all that kind of stuff. Um but I don't know. I, I the the first episode of uh Gotham was pretty cool, but I'll have to go back to that at some point. Um as far as the movies I watched, um I did watch One Armed Swordsman. Uh, I think I'd started that last week. Um, this is the. Did I watch? Did I mention that last week? Hmm. I don't remember if I finished it or not. One Armed Swordsman. Um, yes, you uh, did talk about that. Okay, I don't. I don't know if I had finished or not, but this is like apparently this was like at the time it became the biggest Chinese movie ever, the Hong, biggest Hong Kong movie ever, and um, it was a it's a Shaw Brothers movie, but it it felt like more it had the melodrama and stuff like that it was almost two hours long like it it felt like a more serious movie than later movies of theirs but it still wasn't 
Um, Jimmy Wang Yu is pretty cool, and uh, I like how they kind of his I like Wang. His one-armed thing uh, was still kind of funny looking because you could still see his elbows sticking out of his side yeah. at times, yeah. but it wasn't as cheap looking as uh, it was in the uh, guillotine, <laughs> flying <laughs> guillotine. Um, and it's funny that he got stuck in that in that role. Like he's like, "Oh, you've done so well with one-armed in the past. Why don't you be one-armed boxer or something this time?" Um, Did you see the uh, the uh, flying guillotine uh, action figure I found? Yes, that was cool. Yeah. Was it a custom one or did somebody? Hell, I don't know. Um, but this one is like, you know, guy that doesn't really belong under the master. You know, his his people that are like his brother, like his his dojo brothers and sisters are uh, uh, kind of jealous of the fact that he's not. It's not royalty, but I'll just use the term royalty. And he kind of ends up going and living on his own, but becomes badass or whatever. And then the the sequel to it, Return of the One-Armed Swordsman, was a little more Shaw-feeling. There was a lot of... Um, uh, the, the main villain in, in One-Armed uh, Swordsman was called the Long-Armed Devil. And he, he had this, he had this like peacock-feathered spears behind him that he would carry behind him. And he used a, a bullwhip as his main weapon, which is pretty cool. But in this one, there's these eight kings... And I wish I could. I wish I could remember their names. But this one's more like a Shaw Brothers movie because they, the eight kings, are putting out the challenge to any school that teaches sword fighting, saying they're basically they just want to they want to make it so they're the only ones. Oh, here they are. It's it's the Titan King, White Knight, Wheel Master, Ape Arms, <laughs> a Thousand Fingers, and Unknown Nemesis. <laughs> 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 it was just pretty cool. Wang Yu does some pretty cool fucking moves in it. It's still not the they don't do the ramped up like as fast and like the like jumping as much, but he does this one really cool move where he like he disarms one guy by slapping his sword up into the air, and one guy ends up with a sword in his chest, and then the, when the sword falls back down, he slaps it out of the air like into the through midair into the other guy's chest and it's stuff like that. But um, that was a good one, and uh, it's been Kung Fu week. Besides Blood and Bone, there's these, and I also watched Duel for Gold. Uh, another Shaw Brothers movie. This one kind of felt like, speaking of Tarantino, it felt like a Tarantino-type story because it's these six people uh, paired off into, well, there's a lone guy played by Lo Lie who did the, um, uh, man, the what was the one, what was the name of the one we did? King Boxer? Yeah. he That's him. He was the lone guy in it. There's a security guard in it that's a pretty, it's like a badass, and then there's these two women that are sisters with a guy that are, try, they're all trying to, steal this gold in this bank in this big town and it's like them against each other and trying to get into the bank at the same time so it kind of felt that way like a tarantino movie and the fucking half this thing is sword fighting it's pretty cool this one is like you know a lot of the times with the scrubs in these movies like somebody gets slashed and they're done this one like a dude will keep fighting he'll have a sword sticking out of his back and two out of the front (laughs) (laughs) it was a pretty good one um, the only other thing I watched was uh, Star Wars, little independent film. <laughs> hey, I, I went I've to the theater Friday morning. Was um, this episode ten? Episode part one? seven. Oh, this is seven. Okay. Um, is this, this a prequel or a sequel? It's a sequel to Return of the Jedi. But okay, sequel to. Return. So it's, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It okay. is the most recent of the movies. All right, I got you. Um, shit confuses me sometimes. Yeah. It's uh I, I was able to get in. Um with my movie pass, I well, 
I went to see a standard version of it, and both the, both the IMAX and the 3D at like 9.30 in the morning were sold out, but this one was only half full, so I did good. Um, I like this a lot. They really pay homage to Star Wars with a lot of the themes and kind of setups of stuff. Um, I was a little worried about BB-8, the little spherical droid being kind of a Jar Jar Binks corny. Yeah, yeah. They did a really good job with him. Like, he was... They, they didn't overdo it at all. He wasn't goofy. Uh, the only kind of funny thing he would do is if he would um, fall down in a hole or something. He had these little, like, arms that would, like, shoot out, like little, like, uh, Dr. Octopus arms and grab on and, like, lift himself out. But other than that, like, he didn't do anything funny. Like, it was never, like, dizzy looking. Like, I was, I was afraid it was going to be kind of goofy, and he wasn't at all. Yeah. I don't want funny. No, it was funny, though. That's the thing. There's, I don't like there's, funny. There's I don't like com- anything fun or funny. You liked Ant Man because it was funny. Besides that, um, the the comedy in this actually worked. It was not goofy, um, and I don't want to I don't want to say any of the people that were in it, except for I'll say Oscar Isaac who was in it, and I didn't realize he was in it, so I was surprised to see him, and he's really good in this too. So <laughs> he's pretty much good in everything. Hmm. He is that fucker is is. Uh... I'm telling you what. It was kind of weird seeing him in a Star Wars movie for some reason. Yeah. But he no, played I, Ewok. Well, he he played an Ewok. <laughs> that would be fun. Now, I'll tell you what. I don't like the Ewoks, but that would be fucking I would watch that. Especially if he danced. Yes. <laughs> um definitely see this if you're a Star Wars fan. I I had a lot of fun. It was uh it was good and and it's it had some touching stuff too. They did the they did the uh, emotional stuff well too, so uh, high recommend. That's all I saw. Besides lots of fucking arrow. Lots of arrow. Yep. <clears throat> a DC man. I am a DC man. Yeah, because I've been reading not only Green Arrow. Well, no, I take that back. I've been reading some Iron Fist this week too. I went back to that finally. Oh, I like I like uh, Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm I started with Iron, so I'm going in the order they were published. So Power Man's still on the horizon. Um. <sighs> I'm You're thinking, in the coon lunge. Yet. I'm thinking that's <laughs> might be racist. The uh, huh? Did you say coon lunge? Not no. We're fucking Iron Fist lit. Oh my god! I thought you meant Power Man. I was like, Jesus you can't say that. Christ. No. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, that may be the funniest fucking thing ever on this show. <laughs> that's Power Man's I was new like, move. What are you talking Yikes. about? Isn't that how they say it? Coon. I don't know. K U N L U or L U N? Oh yeah, Coon. Uh, what's the name of yeah, a Coon something? I don't know how to pronounce the the name of this his his town or his city or whatever that was. That's hmm. funny. I thought it was Power Man's move. I'm like, wait, they can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I'm thinking I'll read the Luke Cage Hero for Hire before I move on to the two of them teaming up together. Hmm. But. <laughs> Anyway, um, I guess we'll take a break here. Do which movie do you want to do first? Chronological order. Let's do Lali Madonna X X X. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Scott of Married with Clickers. Tune in to hear my wife Kat and me discuss all sorts of movies. We'll cover everything from The Lost Weekend to Weekend at Bernie's, from The Big Sleep to Big Mama's House. Well, maybe not Big Mama's house. 
And the great thing about Kat is that she's not afraid to speak her mind. And would you be surprised to hear he was nominated for Best Actor that year? For that film? For that film. (laughs) (laughs) But don't take my word for it. Just listen to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema has to say about our show. It's a husband and wife show, and they discuss movies and stuff. Yeah, a very wife husband show high praise indeed so come find us at marriedwithclickers.libson.com it will save your life or maybe just help you kill an hour I feel like watching another Sonny Chiba movie again. I'm still in a martial arts mood. I don't know why. Because I can tune out and forget I'm alone. <laughs> it's escapist. Escapist. Um, Life is just... I don't, I don't get it sometimes. Yeah, well... All right, yes. Lolly Madonna XXX, not triple X. And I, I'm when you said read it again, it made me uh, realize. Yeah, what there was you it. go. Dig it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a long. This is a long. Are you going to call me a racist again if I say something like uh, this iced tea is really good? Yes. <laughs> Come here, so, black dog. I like this one. I'm going to read both synopsis that are on uh, IMDb. Okay. The first one is. This isn't perfect. I'm doing this from memory. But till now, there was no synopsis at all. This movie revolves around a minor feud between the, fo- the Feather and Gutsall families. <laughs> okay. And the, the, other one, the other one is <clears throat> two. I, can't, I don't think I can do the voice. This is like a whole paragraph. Uh, two rustic families headed by patriarchs Laban Feather and Pap Gutsall. <laughs> Labia Feather. Labia Feather and Pap Smear Gutshall are feuding. At first, it is comical. I don't even know if it is. I don't know Uh-oh. if it is comical. It never, well, there was a few scenes. I guess. Yeah. Uh, at first, it's comical with just the sons of the two families playing tricks on each other. They're not really even playing tricks on each other. He's like, I'm getting you out of the yard so I can destroy your property. Um uh, basically, an innocent bystander is kidnapped because of a uh, a misunderstanding due to the prank, the quote-unquote prank. They think she is the uh, the titular Lolly Madonna, and she's actually named Rooney. Um, this stars lots of people. Rod Steiger and Robert Ryan, uh, Jeff Bridges, uh, uh, Ed Lauder back again, um, Season Hubley. Is what else, where else do I know her from? She's Kurt Russell's ex or first wife. She always had the short hair, she didn't she? She was in Hardcore with George C. Scott. Mm-hmm. She was uh, Snake Plissken, the chick in the diner that's like, Take me with you, Snake. And then all of a sudden, the fucking zombie people she come was out. Princess and Vice Squad. That's where she, I remember. She was Princess. Yes. <laughs> She's awesome. Um, and Randy Quaid and Busey. Is in there. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of good people in here. 
Scott Wilson from uh, the fucking uh, Walking Dead. So and we and all oh, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. stumbled across this uh, by accident when we were looking for Joan Goodfellow stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And. Um, it made it on the show already. Sazam, what did you think of uh, Lolly Madonna not triple X? <laughs> Lolly Madonna kisses. Yes, kisses, uh, kiss, kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Um, I had seen the name of this. Okay, first of all, I don't think the name of it does it any favors. No. Because first thing most people these days see XXX, they think of porn. Yeah. And so that, I that wasn't, was, when this was made, that was not a rating. Right. But I thought that that's what I thought it was. And then I started thinking when I read sort of what it was about, I thought the moonshine thing, the X is on the jug, which I don't even know what that means. I don't either. Uh, you just always see it in a cartoon or something. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I thought for some reason I, was, I thought that Sam Elliott was in this and it was a Western. But then when we started looking at it, I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I saw the cast and I was like, fuck, man. Because I really like old Jeff Bridges movies. When he was young, he was so good in so many yeah. things. And this is a second pairing of Jeff, young Jeff Bridges and young Gary Busey, who they were both in Thunderbolt and Lightfoot with Clint Eastwood and George Kennedy. And um, Busey had not grown into his teeth yet in this. Yeah, and, he had and, a mouthful of choppers. He, he, this, we also covered Busey in that Dustin Hoffman prison. Yeah, um, and also in Big Wednesday. Yeah, and Big Wednesday. So this is, but it just shows you how Busey kind of morphed into this character that he kind of almost created. Yeah. Wild man character. Because in this movie, in the one with Dustin Hoffman, um, not hard times. What was that called? Where he got Dustin Hoffman got out of prison, was on parole, and all that. But anyway, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And, and, um, he's so much more subdued. He's actually good look. I mean, you know, good looking guy. He's not over, like you said, overwhelming with the big horse teeth. And <laughs> and I actually like that Busey a lot more than the. What he turned now, I know he had a motorcycle wreck, and like part of his brain was like damaged, like is dead and damaged. So when people say, you know, how he looks, his eye gun and goes one way and everything, but he also did once he hit the Buddy Holly thing where he got nominated for an Oscar, he just went wild and was doing so much coke and all that shit. Now, um, but I thought he was so good in this and so soft spoken. Um, this movie was based on a novel by this woman sue crafton and she i i uh used to listen to her books on tape uh she has a, a series of very popular books over the past i don't know how many years and it it will be like you know like uh, each book is a letter of the alphabet like a is for assault or you know b is for whatever and they're all like a uh kind of like a murder mystery kind of a thing. And she has this one woman who is like her uh, Sherlock Holmes or whatever that tries to figure out the, the uh, what's that? You got an alarm going off. Where? Oh, oh, there it is. 
dig it. Um, so I was like, what the hell? Um, but anyway, her books are real popular. And even some of the people that said that they had seen this and recommended it on our group or, you know, there's like two people. So I, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. we're um, the only two people that talk. So they said they were surprised that Sue, Sue Crafton was the one that, that did this book. Now the, the book is called the Lolly Madonna wars or Lolly Madonna war. Mm-hmm. Um, now the one thing, Okay, there's several different things that I, I I really liked about this movie. Okay, number one, I love these um, early '70s rural uh, movies like Walking Tall what, uh, or Buster and Billy that we did last week, um, where well, they. Last week I thought like it was two weeks ago. <laughs> was it two weeks ago? I guess it was last week. Weird. Yeah, it was last. Um, but like movies like that where that take place kind of out in the country and show yeah. you know how country people live in. and I'm telling you what dude uh, there was a couple places in this I can't remember which family it was reminded me of my Aunt Carol's house I think it was Robert Ryan's uh, house it wasn't because the Feathers house where Rod Steiger uh, he's the, the uh, patriarch of that family yeah and Robert Ryan is the patriarch of the Gutshaws. But seriously, that fork where you, you there was like a fork in the dirt road and, and they had the two mailboxes. Their mailboxes were side by side. And if you went straight out the road, it was to the feathers. If you went, uh, made a like veered to the right up the hill, it went to the Gutshaws. That reminds me of like where my Aunt Carol used to live out on her farm. Because, I mean, I live in a fucking pretty rural – and maybe that's why I kind of relate to, to movies like this, um, especially back in the early 70s. This movie, the, the, the uh, at the end, they show a montage of, of photographs from, like, their photo albums and everything, and it says 1969. Yeah. And so, you know, that was kind of like – I remember when I was a kid and all the relatives were coal miners and they all were sitting around in their flannel shirts and work pants and we'd have Christmas uh, or Thanksgiving meals and all this and the old cars and all that. Um, but it sort of takes me back and reminds me of that time. Now – uh, so I like that. Um, the cast is fucking awesome. There's a okay. lot of fucking people in this. Rod Steiger's fucking Academy Award. Robert Ryan is always fucking good. Jeff Bridges when he's young, like I said, he was very good when he was young. Um, I like how he he always would approach um, uh, in a lot of the movies that I would see him in when he would was young and he would be in a romantic thing with a with a girl like when he first meets him he's kind of an asshole <laughs> he bullies he bullies yeah. her he's kind of like he he's Rooney. done that in other movies too scott wilson is fucking a phenomenal actor he uh, i loved him in in cold blood with robert blake the truman capote uh based movie mm-hmm. um and he's like i said now in walking dead and i actually stood from you know like two feet away from him at horror hound just while he was smoking a cigarette <laughs> and i just like i didn't know what to say you know um um kyle martin was in a lot of stuff I in the. Ed, I didn't say Ed Lauder before in the when I was going down the list. Yeah, you did. Yeah, well, you said something about Ed Lauder because oh, I, I? Okay. Yeah, he's fucking great or something like that. Um, Kyle Martin is Dean Martin's son, one of his sons, and he was in a lot of stuff uh, in the seventies and eighties, uh, movies and TV. Uh, Joan Goodfellow from Buster and Billy, like I said, she kind of disappeared. <laughs> but you know, it's not funny, but it's kind of 
weird that in both movies she has oh, a similar God, yeah. thing happen to her. Uh, Susan Hubley, I always loved her from Hardcore because she kind of played like a uh, – well, she was like a porn star <laughs> and, and like a 70s porn star. Uh, Randy Quaid was so young in this. Oh, God, uh, he was – Baby face. He was because he looked like he was maybe sixteen. Yeah. Oh, he's he, he's big, but he was just such a such he, a, such a baby. Yeah, so- All right, I did lose you, but we're back. So I was saying that he was actually Randy Quaid was actually twenty two when he did this. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, Paul Coslow has been in a ton of stuff. He was in Joe Kid. He was in uh, uh, um, the um, oh goddamn the Charles Bronson Watermelon movie, Mister Majestic. <laughs> He's just in a lot of stuff, uh, and he plays one of the Goofy brothers. There, there, there's two big families. This movie reminds me of a modern day Hatfields and McCoys thing, mm-hmm. which is sort of the kind of the same story, um, because one of the I think McCoy's uh, the one of the the girl one of the McCoy's ended up going with Chauncey Hotfeet Hatfield and it caused a big rift or whatever. So uh, anyway, um, there's this tension between these two families, but what's funny is they live so close together that there is a um, it's not like they all hate each other. Because the one guy, and I cannot remember what his name was. Oh, it was Timothy Scott. He was in a bunch of stuff, too. He was in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He played Flat Nose. Or, no, he played uh, News Carver, I think, in uh, in uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. He was Skyler. Well, Skyler Feather uh, had had a boyfriend-girlfriend thing going with uh, – Sister, Sister E, Gutshot. S- S- then they call, call her Sissy or Sis or Sis, something like that. Yeah, Sis or Sissy, right? But which is Joan Goodfellow. So they had had something going on there, and then uh, Busey, and um, uh, he was kind of friends with I think Skyler, because those were the, the the two brothers that weren't like uh, real macho that wanted to shoot and fight and do all that yeah. shit. Um, now. You now, of course, everybody in this movie's. Well, I, I shouldn't say everybody's a redneck because Bridges doesn't come off like a huge redneck. No, there's a, there's some fucking hayseeds in this, but right. I and, th- and and they argue they they're arguing over some some asinine shit. Yeah, but, but I mean that's the kind of shit that that got people killed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it still probably do around here. I don't know. But um, there was a deal about a a, a pasture or a field. And it was in Rod Steiger, Laban, or Labia, I will call him, Feather. Labia Feather. Their family had been there for like 100 years, and they always owned that property. Well, then something happened where they didn't have any money or something went into foreclosure, and Pap, Gutshaw, Robert Ryan, who was fucking always great and everything. I just I said that before. Same as Steiger. Two great fucking um, older actors in the parts of the of the fathers in this um, but he ended up buying the land, but it was still contentious because even though he owned it on paper, uh, Steiger was like, you know, that's bullshit, you know, and they would always try and start shit and everything. Now, the the redneckiest of the – I thought Scott Wilson and Ed Lauder were super-duper rednecks. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, all, they all were, but I mean, you yeah. know, but the, Ed Lauder was – 
a very odd individual. <laughs> yeah, he fashioned himself to be a kind of a, maybe someday an Elvis type uh, performer. Right, and, and and now it makes you wonder when he was at the still. First of all, okay, you're out there in the middle of nowhere. They didn't have telephone. They didn't have TV or anything. Um, and I don't think they they might have had a radio. I don't know, but uh, they. Um, um, when he was at the still and he had the mirror and he was like looking at, he has a tattoo of, of, of wings on his back. of his. A, well, his name's Hawk. It's a Hawk tattoo. Is that what it is? Yeah. And he's sitting looking at like moving his shoulder down, trying to make it like it's flapping. You know what I was thinking? Like, as I was watching that, I was like, does he not have a mirror at home? Like, cause he was acting like he'd never like hadn't seen himself. Yeah, in forever. I think he did. I think he was just by himself. So he was acting like a goofball. Yeah. And uh, but it made me wonder if he wasn't like schizophrenic, if he was actually hearing that stuff, or if he was just you know like we all do, you know, just, when you're he's, at home. He was thinking, simple. He yeah, was he's, just simple. And uh, <laughs> and um, the one thing I liked, okay, now he, he and Scott Wilson do something pretty reprehensible, motherfuckers. You know, I hate to you know uh, uh, while Ed Louder decides to dress up in drag uh which was weird as shit but, <laughs> and uh, with the makeup and everything yeah and uh, but um but they were just acting stupid you know but um the one thing is even though they did that and that's usually something i'd be like fucking those characters i'd hate their guts but then later on when things kind of play out and you see how things happened and how the dad was and what had happened in their life, it's not excusing anything at all. Yeah. But I almost felt sorry for them. Nobody was really black and white evil in this. I think even, uh, I think even, um, uh, the old man feather Rod Steiger. Yeah, if you had to, if you had to like rank, like the shittiest person in the movie, I think Steiger is probably there as the per the person that I was bothered by the most. But there's moments of him where you're like, he has like, he shines through a couple times. Once when he deals with what the t what Hawk and um, what was that other character's name, uh, uh, Thrush and Hawk did. Yeah. And then the other time when he kind of loses his shit and you kind of feel sorry for him. Well, I felt sorry for him for one thing. Can you imagine having your own flesh and blood kids that you love and then find out that they did what they did? That would be so awful because they're still your kid. And even though you, you would want to protect them, uh, but then the way that both those two old assholes acted – it was like they almost like Robert Ryan. You thought, okay, he's gonna he wants to get revenge or whatever. But then he just immediately goes into like a barter mode where he's just using that horrible thing that happened to his advantage to get a little something extra. And I thought that was really gross. That he yeah. was like, okay, we'll wipe the slate clean if you give me those hogs and this and that. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know. But then, and why you did know, he even want the girl at the end? That was a weird thing for me. I think just like, because they had her and they knew that it was a mistake. But I think also just because they had her and they wanted to, I don't know. But it it, it just got that all kind of got 
And that was part of the movie is that it all kind of got twisted because you would think that she would be like, you know, like a hostage that would want to get away. And yeah. when, when, uh, okay. The thing was that, that, that the boys on the Gutshaw or Cutshaw or whatever, uh, family Gutshaw, 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 because what's funny is Scott Wilson in ninth configuration played a character named Cutshaw. Oh. <laughs> and in this movie, he is a gutshaw. <laughs> so anyway, um, but um, they want they, they there's like a little feud, but it's pretty pretty harmless, I think, up until this point. But um, the feathers had gotten these swine <laughs> from yeah. from the gutshaws and the the gutshaws wanted it back so they set up this little gimmick where they they put out this mis, misinformation to get them to leave their stills so they could go get the pigs well then Kyle Martin one thing about his character all the brothers were different and mm-hmm. Kyle Martin was like i think the oldest he was Ludi he was the oldest one but he was kind of very cynical and and mean he yeah, was, he was he the one that the, he was that, he was pissed that he had been like forced to go into the military or yeah. something in the past and 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 not only that but he was the one that really stood up to the old man and was like, you know, uh no, okay, I'm getting him confused. I'm thinking about standing up to Steiger. He was the one with yeah, he was the one with the mustache that was, he the, still, he was the eldest yeah, brother he in the He still stood up to Robert Ryan and he would get in his face cuz if if there for a few a few times I thought is he his son? Or his yeah, brother. Yeah, they were all all of the all of the boys were sons of yeah. the two older guys. He was he would really get in Robert Ryan's face and talk shit to him, you know. Um, but when they went up to the still to get the pigs, they 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 put out this letter like that. Uh, one of the boys that Ludie, Kyle Martin had this girl coming that he was in love with, and she was going to meet him at the bus stop or whatever. Yeah, Lolly and, and Donna. And she wrote this like wrote like this sexy letter or whatever. So they got all big boners and everything. Uh, it was uh, Scott Wilson and Ed Lauder, and they were like, "Let's go get that Lolly Madonna." Well, there was no. F- that's like even the movie, which is it's kind of a cool, cool um, um, title. Yeah, and it's such a and it's such a weird thing that kind of it's like that's the powder keg as a person that doesn't exist. That's what kind of like there's there's tension between them over a misunderstanding. Well, it's not even a misunderstanding. It was, uh, you know, it was the feathers squatting on land and then but not paying taxes or anything like that. And the Gutshalls move in like 10, 15 years prior. And the Robert Ryan is a little more savvy with this sort of thing and basically goes down to the town hall or whatever. And says, hey, he hasn't paid taxes on this. And he takes the land. Right. Because he just buys it un, under auction because, uh, you know, the feathers can't afford like to buy it. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, the you know, their still is there, their pigs are there. And so there's this, like, feud constantly between them of, like, this is mine, no, this is mine kind of thing. And like I said, and, I figure it was probably pretty, pretty like, almost like, uh, almost probably like more like harmless pranks. Yeah. And shit like that. But then it escalates. Because that one part where... um they uh robert ryan sent ludy kyle martin he said go up there and see what's going on who that girl is and he just fucking clunks one of them over the head but they had been shooting at each other every once in a while but not like trying to kill each other yeah you know and and and, um but they get the the part where season hubley 
is sitting at the bus stop and they drive by, I was like, Oh my God. If I was her and they drove by the first time and were just glaring like that, I would have went. I'd walk some... over to that gas station where I heard music playing. <laughs> yeah, somewhere because I'm the and fuck then, out of there. They're just like, they just go and just grab her. And, and it was like, Oh, this is, they think it's funny or something, or it's almost like a joke, but it was really like, Oh my God, you know, cause I expected something worse to go down there, you know, that they were going to do something. Yeah pretty bad um but that was weird it was just like they just wanted to have her just to to fuck with the gut shawls um but then she saw jeff bridges with her with his shirt off (laughs) (laughs) well you never seen a boy with a shirt off before yeah that was kind of cool because i mean you know you you just kind of saw him and, and the one part i think he was trying to to uh kind of you know play around with her just in a nice way where he dunked her head and she Mm -hmm. just gave him this look and it was and it really was like you know i think it kind of he he realized that it it scared her or whatever and then they just kind of i like how that little thing it was almost like a romeo and juliet kind of a young love kind of a thing and uh but you had all this other shit going on and uh, there was once that one scene, I'm telling you, you know, I'm an animal lover yeah. and that shit, when they tied the pigs up and stuff, uh, Oh, I was like season Hubley well, the way she was. The, the, the horses were kind of fucked up too. One of them like had his tongue hanging out and stuff. I'm like, what's wrong with that fucking thing? Well, that's when they shot it. That what's, well, I know, but I mean, they didn't really, I don't think they really shot him for the movie. And, uh, but maybe. like one of them, like late, like they were really falling over and stuff. I was like, "How do you train a horse to just fucking like run around by itself with nobody on its back and just fall over?" Well, they always say you can train a horse to do anything when they they'll stick a cattle prod up their ass and every <laughs> time they do something wrong. So, um, but uh, the thing about the pigs just disturbed me, and I was like, I was almost ready to turn the fucking thing off. I was like, if they do this, I'm, this, and you know, because you the way the the pigs were just squealing, it sounded like like they yeah. were screaming. Yeah. Um, there's some really nasty violence in this. Yeah. And because everything comes to a head and, um, and, but the, the Rod Steiger character was an interesting character, but man, he was a dick. God, he was. <laughs> and this, I don't know, like, okay, let me tell you if, if anybody ever wants to recommend a movie for us, Give us some fucking hillbillies, or give us some daddy issues, and if you yeah. mix them together, we're probably gonna <laughs> we're probably gonna enjoy it. Oh yeah. And I don't know what it was, if it just hit home or what, but him like with his kids just really would bother me. Like I felt sad watching this movie. It, yeah, it, it was it was sad also because what the heck is she doing? <laughs> Sounds like a pig over there rooting under the covers. I think she's <laughs> chewing on a bone or something. Um, or her toenail. Um, <laughs> that's my girlfriend, not Mary. Um, so anyway, uh, they were, it's like uh, Season Hubley said something to Jeff Bridges and was like, you know, well, why don't we get out of here? And he goes, ah, there's nothing anywhere else. But he, I understood like I said, maybe it's because I live in, out in the fucking, I've grown up here all my life out in the country and stuff. You know, when you go to the city, it's cool and it's nice, like going to Las Vegas or New York or or wherever, even going to Raleigh or, or Charlotte. Yeah. There's so much to do and there's so much stuff like that. But 
there's a certain, you know, it's quiet. There's no traffic. Everybody's pretty nice and cool, you know, and, and, uh, it's just laid back. And, and Jeff Bridges was like, you know, I grew up on the mountain and, you know, I like it here. It's nice, you know, and there were, there was a lot of scenery where they would show like the pastures or the woods mm-hmm. and everything. And it was really, it's, it's nice, you know? So, and, um, but even, um, the season Hubley character, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Skyler told her, he goes, Hey, you know, come on, you know, you can, you can leave. And, but then by then, I think she was kind of a lost person. She really wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Cause like, like she happening. was just, she was transferring buses and just happened in the wrong yeah. place. But she, you know, she grows close to, um, um, I forgot. I'm, I'm forgetting all the character names. Um, Bridges character. Uh, what was his character's name? Zach. The only guy with a fucking normal name, and I can't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's, brother, there's fucking Zach like El, Elspeth, Skyler, Ludie, Hawk, Rooney, yeah. Finch, Z- Villiam, and I'm, I can't remember Zach. Um, See, we didn't have any weird names like that. I wonder where this was supposed to take place. Did it Tennessee. Ten- oh, Tennessee. I, I'm no pretty one. sure it's Tennessee because they talk about Nashville a couple times. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, it, but yeah, she, she kind of has grown... Uh, uh, like linked up with Zach in a way. Well, is has his head on together more than maybe anybody else in the movie. But I like how you didn't really have any throwaway characters. The only one that I thought was kind of a throwaway character was Paul Coslow's, and he's the last one on the on the cast list. He was the brother that. Like he had the binoculars at the beginning, and he made the the, the homemade grenades. Oh, yeah, that he didn't, really that didn't even explode. <laughs> yeah, he really didn't do much. It looked like uh, he was just throwing eggs or something. Yeah, and uh, Randy Quaid's was kind of a little bit fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I kind of it took me a second to realize that he wasn't like really all there. Um, but I liked I, I liked the depth of every and and. Now there were a few slow parts in this, and it's a long movie. But all in all, I can't. I'm I'm sorry that I I missed this for so long because it's really my kind of movie. I really I really liked it, and I ended up buying it. Uh, I downloaded it. I ended up buying it. So, cool. um, so what do you think? Um, I'm 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 with you. I I had not heard of this one before, uh, before we kind of stumbled across it last week. God, it seems like so long ago. I, I was just looking back. We it definitely was last week that we did. I don't know why it seems so long ago though. Um, I do like everybody in the movie that has any kind of like meaningful role. Um, Steiger is great uh, a couple times, especially. Um, I really like. Um, I, I just you feel gutted, but the the there's a there's a that rough scene with Hawk and, uh, and Lush or Thrush Lush and, um, and Joan Goodfellow. And then the, what follows after is there's a nice scene with the mom, but it's kind of like, you know, she's like basically brushing like burrs out of her hair, Yeah, but it's like, it's a nice moment. Like she's saying like time heals all wounds, but at the same time you just feel how like shitty and defeated it is. It's like, well, this yeah, woman, like it, it's because a it's man's not like it's world. not like yeah. She's like not like you know, this isn't okay. You know, blah blah blah. It's this shit happens. It's it'll be okay after you forget about it for a little while. That kind of thing. And then the 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 scene that follows where Pap Smear comes up and 
and talks to Labia. <laughs> but like the, the Rod Steiger in that is just so good. Um, he, I mean, he seems more worried about Gutshaw getting this like leg up on him than he is about his two sons. Like he seems more pissed that his that that Pap has a thing up on up on him now, and. But it's just like he's really good at that. He just like he's sweaty and just irritated the whole movie. And I was like, everybody's just really good. Um, How about when he was making that sandwich and he was like, "Well, yeah, that's where he lost." Just, like he, yeah, Busey he like just lost his bananas. Him, yeah, Jesus. lost his but, bananas. But oh my god, that part with Busey, I thought Bridges did something. Yeah, but yeah. then it really didn't fit Bridges' character. And I like that there were a couple of that, like there were several of the brothers, like well, Bridges. Skyler, Busey, there were there were certain ones that weren't like all fucking ready and raring to kill. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it gave them some depth. Um, and I I don't know what Busey was thinking. I mean, I know what he was thinking because well, he he's got kind of some of them. Yeah, I mean, well, they all did, and that's what yeah. you kind of you. That's what I mean. We kind of I don't know. Is that a spoiler? Come to that realization that I mean these these families were not enemies and there was a there's a thing that they refer to in the past that kind of started the kind yeah. of downfall of, at least of the feather family yeah and, and it kind and of it was just stupid things that if they would have just said fuck it and just let things go and not um it it, it remind it almost reminds you of two countries that let things get out of hand yeah, it was a, well, it was a, you know, yeah, that's that's exactly the t- note I took. I said we we just see uh, as the movie starts and the Lolly Madonna misunderstanding has happened. It's like a cold war is happening. Well, it's and almost have, it's almost like the the uh, the Catholics and the Protestants in Ireland. Uh, they all live there. They've all lived there all their lives. They all know each other, but then they're killing each other, blowing each other up. Yeah. It's like it's just dumb. And I, you know, if somebody out there is Irish and they, you know, I'm sure that it's a very passionate thing or whatever, uh, but. It's kind of like one of those tri- – it's a tribal thing that yeah. just leads to – just dumb shit that leads to fucking people getting hurt. When yeah. it, when my, you look my back last, at – My yeah. last note was these fucking hayseeds battling over a patch of grass. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of what yeah. it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. I, I thought I, I was very impressed with this. Yeah. I, I'm surprised – Especially with the cast and with Bridges being as big of a, a star as he's become and everything, that this movie isn't more well known and yeah. a, like a Criterion. This would be ripe for a Criterion. I, sure. I, you know, I mean, especially with the movie. cast and everything. I mean, I think it's. Uh... But now that like okay, now this is just IMDb, so who knows? You know, because it's just people getting on there rating it six point three. I don't. That's weird. I mean, to me, it's way better than that. It's a seventies movie. Yeah. It's not it's not flashy. It's definitely it definitely feels of its time, but that's not a bad thing for me. What would you rate it? Uh my gosh. Like I said, I think I think it's uh there's some parts where it's a little slow and yeah. it's it's long, but um Oh, I'd give this like a 8.75. Nice. I I was honestly I was I was I wrote down eight point two five when I started, but after talking about it, I've I've bumped it up to eight point five. I mean, this is this is near four star territory for me. I I like this a lot. So, 
Um, definitely a high recommend from both of us, I'd say. And it's Lolly Madonna, kiss, kiss, kiss. I don't know how to actually say it. Yeah. But you hear, you hear. Yeah. As soon as you told me to read it, I remembered. I remembered uh, uh, um, Steiger reading that letter, and he read the X, you know, the kiss, kiss, kiss at the end. So, all righty, let's take a break and come back, and we'll talk about uh, more hillbillies, uh, (laughs) blood and bone. We'll be right back. Michael Jai White is uh, Jai Kutchall. I <laughs> will be right back. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. He wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody who can keep a secret. You know, we didn't mention um, the director of Lolly Madonna was Richard Serafian. Serafian, I don't know how to say his name. The guy that did Vanishing Point. Oh, yeah. I did and he only did that. he did Vanishing Point like the year prior to this. So. I didn't even look. I didn't even look it up. Yeah. He's fucking now. He he didn't do a lot. He didn't do did a ton he? of movies. He started. Yeah. He didn't start. He was directing TV all through the '60s. And didn't start doing man. movies until the seventies, but was pretty much done by the early eighties. Oh, that's Sean Connery. I, I haven't seen that one, but it's kind of a lesser Connery. The next man. To do something. Sean Connery plays an Arab diplomat. Gangster wars with nobody I recognize. Yeah, man. He kind of after the seventies. He it doesn't look like he did a ton. The seventies were great for movies. It was the greatest. Early seventies, early Busey to mid. Busey was in the Bear, Harry Dean Stanton and Gary Busey. That's it. There's no Derville Martin. Is it? Um. Anyway, uh, Blood and Bone, directed by Ben Ramsey, who did not do Vanishing Point. Oh God, Ben Ramsey's got a re- Ben Ramsey's got a really douchey uh, uh, IMDb photo. Douchey. Yeah, he's done a. He, it looks like he's done a ton of. Uh, directed vi- no a ton of he's done three things love a bullet love and a bullet blood and bone and something called black salt which is still in post production Jesus um so blood and bone 2009 starring Michael J White and some other people that we'll get to Zom would you care to synopsize in Los Angeles Angeles ex- as as uh, Angeles. 
as, in as, Los as Angeles. Los, Ang- Los Angeles. An ex-con takes the underground fighting world by storm in his quest to fulfill a promise to a dead friend. This one's hard to synopsize because that's kind of a little bit spoilery, but not too bad. Um, like I said, this stars Michael Jai White, who I looked up a second ago. He's got uh, seven black belts in different styles, <laughs> uh, including... Shotokan Karate, Taekwondo, uh, Okinawan Kobudo, Gojo Ryu, Tang Sudo, Wushu, and Kyokushin Karate. So, and there you go. Oh, and then uh, to Prazam, uh, in the scene where they use Wang Chun, they were supposed <laughs> to use Abba's Dancing Queen, but Abba, <laughs> Abba quote, wasn't having that. <laughs> um, so, Blood and Bone is a direct-to-video kind of movie. There's uh, Michael Jai White gets in those. If he's not, if he he's either a supporting character in a theatrical movie, if he stars in it, it's probably direct-to-video. Um, this seemed to be a pretty popular one. I'd seen it a couple years ago, and I'll tell you, spoiler alert for my review, I definitely liked it more the first time I saw it. Um, some things weren't working for me great this time. And I'll tell you what it probably was, uh, is that the movie was full of these obnoxious douchebags. Everybody got on my nerves except for Michael J. White and except for um, the guy that played James, um, who was in Oz. What is his name? Eamon Walker plays James. And he's a little silly. Yeah, but it fits the character. It's good for this type of movie. It fits for this. Um, he plays this uh, kind of well. Anyway, I'll I'll get to that. So they got you got Michael J. White, who we start in prison, and he's getting fucked with by uh, Kimbo Slice and and the gang. Remember when Kimbo Slice was like really famous for like six months? <laughs> Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> this must have been that then little window. Then he kind of got exposed. Yeah. He's got um, a good look, and he's got charisma, you know. Yeah, he does. He does. I, I wonder if he was in any, any other movies. I didn't even look that up. But there's uh, I, I like that opening scene that kind of establishes Michael Jai White as, like, the badass when uh, they, they're trying to, like, shiv him in the shower. And he... He he whips a lot of their asses with a wet shirt. Like he knows they're coming in and just wets his shirt in the sink so he can like whip the shit out of the guys. But I I, I laughed in that he had these uh, Michael J White had these like varying levels of sweat. Like he'd be super sweaty for a second and then the screen would change and he wouldn't be sweaty at all. <laughs> he can control his sweat with his uh, he, chi. He's like, wait, there's a there's a good angle here. Let me be shiny for a second. He looks at the sweat beads and goes, "Get off me." <laughs> I want you to tell Yeah, he had that line. I want you to tell every motherfucker in here they get a notion to fuck with me. Don't. <laughs> he 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 always looks like he's like when somebody's fucking with him, like he's just um um not frustrated, but like he's just uh it's just bored. Getting, he's getting they're getting on his nerves. Yes, he looks so bothered and bored in this, which like I bothered. Which I I like that. I I like that because every fight that he's in. So anyway, I, I keep I keep jumping ahead. 
So Bones has been released from prison, and he's kind of finding some houses. Did we ever find out why he was in prison? I can't even remember. Hmm. Hard to tell. But he's kind of doing this like Hulk Hulk walk at the beginning, you know, when Bruce Banner would walk away at the end with a sad piano. <laughs> That's kind of the character he's playing. It's like come in and like clean shit up and then like walk off into the sunset. Um so he's coming, he's he's uh staying at this house and um some realizations later come why, you know, maybe why he picked this house. Um it's just kind of like a room for rent type place. He's got this busty landlady played by somebody I didn't recognize, Nona Nona Gay. I don't I don't recognize her at all. Uh she was in Crash. She was in the Matrix movies. I don't huh. I, I don't remember her though. Oh, huh. she was the daughter of Marvin Gaye. Shit. <laughs> well, there you go. Oh god, so he he could have been in the Lolly Madonna for uh the well, I don't know about father. No, he beat up his father, and then his father killed him. Yeah, yeah. So Marvin Gaye was like uh, Scott Wilson, and his dad <laughs> was like Rod Steiger. God. There you go. Ugh. So I'm scratching um, my ear. Sorry. Yeah, she's fine. she's not a bad looking lady. No, she was. She's cute. Um, Got some big breasts. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, the busty. But um, so he's looking to make some money. So he goes immediately out to. I don't even know how he figures out where it's going on, but there's these staged street fights that happen all around town. This is in Los Angeles, like you said in the synopsis. And he's trying to find a manager at first. And now when they first introduce the street fighting, there's a dude fighting, and I didn't recognize him at first. Did you recognize who it was in the overalls and the curlers? Ernest the Cat Miller. Ernest the Cat Miller plays, and I don't remember his name, but he plays a gay street fighter that wears overalls and a wig. He is Mommy Dearest. Mommy, Mommy Dearest. And I wish he was in the movie more because he wins and everything. And then the second one, I like that he's supposed to be the gay one. And then the next one is just called like Cowboy. And he's all sweaty wearing a, yeah. <laughs> wearing a, a vest. And he gets obliterated by... Uh, <laughs> Warren Sapp, who, do yourself a favor, if you like kind of silly-looking pro wrestling, go look up some of, or Bob Sapp, excuse me, Warren Sapp. Wait, was Warren Sapp a football player? Yeah, he played okay. for the Bob Sapp, excuse me. Um, Look up some of his, uh, his what was the what was the league called in Japan that was kind of like almost shoot uh, kickboxing? I think he did some of that, too. Yeah, it was uh, K-1. K one, yeah. Yeah, he did K one um, kickboxing. Kind of kind of worked, kind of shoot kickboxing. Yeah. Um, he always looked kind of silly doing that stuff. But um he just gets obliterated by by Bob Sapp. Yeah, <laughs> so my my note was, Oh shit, it's Ernest Miller. <laughs> so the ring announcer guy is my first my first introduction to annoying fucking characters, and he's in it a lot. This guy, Dante Basco, played by or no, Tante Basco is his name. He plays a is is the is the actor's name. He plays a character called Pinball. He was Ruffio and Hook. He, and I don't think honestly, I think he's annoying in everything I've ever fucking seen him in. I hate this guy. Uh, what else was he in? Avatar. I know I've seen him in something else, and he always gets on my fucking nerves. <laughs> and he's really bad in this. God, his like his like 
stupid jokes. And, yeah. Well, you have uh, to have that little comedy. Oh, he played guy. Bat in Fist of the North Star. He was fucking annoying in that, too. Did you see that one? The, the nah. Gary Daniels uh, direct or, uh, live action Fist of the North Star. Yeah, he's in that. I think too. since plays... since Michael Jai White is so goddamn, he's like u- the Uberman. Yeah, you know, cool, bad, built like a fucking brick shit house. Everything you you have to have something to to set that. Well, yeah, up. I think I said about one of my notes is I I said I think maybe they did cast this movie pretty well because everyone's an obnoxious douche, so we want to see Michael Jai White kick the piss out of him. <laughs> um. So this is when we, uh, the 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 guy we uh, Bob Sapp's character is Hammer or Hammerman or something like that, and Hammerman's manager is Eamon Walker. Now Eamon Walker is the older the 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 other kind of not annoying character in the movie, um, even though he's kind of ridiculous. Uh, he doesn't like profanity, but he is not, he has no qualms about slicing people up with a sword game. <laughs> I don't like profanity in my house. Um, yeah, was I the, always like when people are like that, you know. But then they're a, a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, he um, he played. He had a good role in Oz. Did you did you watch Oz? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember him in Oz? The, he was the, the, Muslim, the Muslim guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He um, he does this thing well where he's kind of melodramatic, but he does this like calm, pissed, calm thing. <laughs> Like yeah, it's, it makes him kind of creepy. Yeah, <laughs> he is. Like he'll he'll just like he'll get really angry looking, and then this kind of like suck it up and just in like deep breath, and you just can tell he's gonna blow up at some point. And um, so we get kind of uh, the story with him. He's the manager for. He's kind of the high roller. He's got this ha- the Hammerman guy. Hammerman never loses a fight, and this this and uh, I'm sure he's got other ventures. And we kind of learn later on he's kind of the he's kind of the top dog for this particular uh realm of street fighting but he's kind of a lower player when it comes to bigger money um the world of street fighting or yes. the world of amateur street fighting is the biggest money thing i was like what <laughs> bigger than like the nfl i'm sorry no <laughs> or mma and there's a lot of mma inspired stuff in this um Jai White doesn't only do flying kicks and stuff. He does a lot of arm bars and and leg locks and ankle locks, whatever. But um the the um when we're getting when we're getting to know the the James character, they give us this one this I can't say I felt any kind of emotion whatsoever with what happens to him, but they 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 give this like he's at a dinner party with this white dude that couldn't be any more generic. Yeah. <laughs> with, I mean, it's like, come on. It's like, you know, you're not even trying to make this guy see, <laughs> seem like you're not making fun of him. He's got the sweater over the shoulders, and he, he puts on Wang Chung for his dinner party, which is a really weird scene where they all start singing Wang Chung <laughs> together at dinner. And why was he even over there? Like, I, didn't, I didn't understand that at all. I yeah. didn't understand what was going on. It was funny and it was yeah. disturbing. Like, but So James and his really annoying like lackey, this other guy, this Asian guy that oh God, he was terrible too. What was that guy's name? Um they're like over at this really generic white guy's house for a dinner party, and I don't even know why he was pissed at him ultimately. I don't know. 
Um, that kind of stuff was like the, when I watched it this time. I'm like, why don't I remember this like <laughs> weird shit from last time? But um, <laughs> we get and it it, it it actually plays a part. But we get introduced to like the I don't remember if it was the exact name, but the PKL four thousand phone. <laughs> it looks so shitty. It was just like an iPhone with like shit glued to it. But the 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 highlight of this is definitely. Uh, uh, Michael J. White and how he just looks bored fighting everybody. There's hardly a close fight in the whole movie. Um, oh, but you know, it, it, that's one thing about this is, um, you know, usually with the exception of Seagal, guy kicks ass, but then he eventually somehow gets down like Ethan Hunt or whatever, or whoever, yeah. uh, Van Damme and they get beat down, they get caught, they get beat up, tortured or whatever. And then they have the comeback. It's almost like wrestling. Yeah, they 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 get the beat down, but then they they make the big comeback at the end. Seagal never does that, and Michael Jai White doesn't have like you said. There's he he just dominates or whatever, but it's cool. Yeah, well, he you looks know, it's fucking not phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he is he's he like sees their movie. weakness. Even before the fight starts, he saw, sees the guy holding his hand down or something, or the guy throws one little punch and he sees the guy drops his hand and they focus in on his eyes. Like he sees what the guy, his weakness, and he's so fucking fast. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. And he's, uh, I mean, he's, I wish he did a few more movies like this, like um, Scott Atkins is doing now. Like I feel like. Cause like I feel like Michael J. White's getting a little older now, so but he's still making some movies. But I wish there was a few more like this because the 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 market it seems for uh, direct video action movies didn't blow up until maybe he was in his into his forties. Because a movie like this in the nineties, I don't think would have been noticed as much. The two thousands is really when it started up, and I'm not saying like Michael J. White is not still impressive. But think about like if he was in his like late twenties making these, you know, how many he could have been making if if there was a better market for it in the in the in the nineties. But um, the like you know like there's there's the one scene like there's some good stunt work in this too with the guys like the jobbers that have to come out and get their asses kicked. Um, this one dude, I don't envy him at all. Because there's one one scene where he has to fight two guys at once. Well, he ends up fighting even more than that. But he fights two guys at once. And one dude, literally, he just fucking kicks him out of midair. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like a big sack of potatoes somebody threw at him, and he just kicks it. And the guy just goes flying. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, some, uh, there's some really uh, blatant and kind of shameless tap-out uh, brand clothing uh, uh, plugging in this. Particularly <laughs> with Hammerman drinking tap out branded liquor, <laughs> which yeah. I'm is that not shit sure that still they... even round? Tap out? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he's drinking a uh, liquor, and it looks like they just took the word tap out and taped it to a bottle of like uh, of uh, some cheap cheap whiskey. Um, there's a really weird uh, again establishing the James character as being like a psychopath, but this almost like a silly scene with this prostitute kind of like awkwardly running away from him in his escalade or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> i mean what happens to her is not silly <laughs> it's kind of fucked up but 
I don't know. <laughs> that was a that was a kind of a bizarre scene too. Well, I think it just showed showed what a piece like how crazy he was and yeah, yeah. You know, uh, so uh, we 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 do get this character uh, Angela, I think her name was, um, and she was cute. Um, she's not been in a lot at all. I mean, she's not a very good actress. She pl- she was in a movie called Potheads the movie, um, but. Uh, she kind of starts playing a, a a role in the whole thing. Um, again, some of that was just like, I don't know. Like I, I I remember liking this a little more. Not like I'm not saying I disliked this this time, but I found myself bored a few times. I think and annoyed by some of the characters in it. <laughs> um, fucking pinball and that the Asian guy that's under James. Both of them were fucking just terrible. Yeah, and in it too much for how terrible they were. They had their toadies. Um, Every good villain and, and hero has to have like Cap has to have Bucky, and um, well, you wouldn't know anything about that because you're a DC weirdo. <laughs> I watched the movie. I'll tell you, this is gonna really get on your nerves. I saw the trailer for Civil War, Captain America: Civil War, before Star Wars. It did nothing for me. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what they're talking about right here. Oh man, that looks so good to me. And I, I, I mean, I'll see it. I'll probably like it a lot, but. I wish they would honestly. I wish they would do more more World War II Captain America stuff. I, I would love to see more Captain America movies made. Well, that's what I said even... like, about uh, Agent Carter or um, uh, the original Ant Man and and yeah. uh, have them go or back. A TV like, show. God, they're yeah. doing the Flash. Well, they should do a. They should do a a TV show, a Captain America TV show set in the 40s. And those Netflix fucking TV shows are good because they're like fucking rated R. That Jessica Jones, I mean, her and fucking Luke Cage are fucking. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That would be, anyway, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm getting way off topic. Um, and, and there's this, there's a one British dude in it that's like hilariously and stereotypically racist, just like you'd expect from, from this kind of movie. And I don't know who that one dude was. There was a nice little fight with him. Um, I don't know if he was a real. I don't. I guess some sort of martial artist. I don't even remember his name, so I can't even. I don't even know how to look him up. Um, he was like Pretty Boy something in the movie. Or do you remember his name at all? Pretty uh, fuck no. The, the 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 big finale fight. Well, not not the finale finale um, fight, but the one they put up like the five million dollars for. I love that fight. I've I've yeah, watched that. Was that. Really good, I don't know how I don't many know different times. Um, shit. In fact, I don't even know how to look him up to see who he like. What else he might have been in? But he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be the. Uh, I love the, he doesn't take his suit. He said, "Do you want to change clothes?" He's like, "Why bother?" He's so cocky. Why bother? But he was. I mean, you know, he's a, some. Yeah, he, he's, that guy he's is supposed like, to be the Boyka most complete fighter in the world. Yeah. Well, that's what kind of reminded me. Like, uh, is that why that guy didn't, uh, as good as he is, yeah. why he didn't kind of become like a Scott Adkins? Maybe he did. I mean, I, you know, I have to look, try and figure out who the fuck he is. <laughs> um, Do you remember? Did you say, like, what did you say his name was? I don't know. I, well, I thought they called him, like, Pretty Boy or something in the movie, but I, I, I have no yeah. idea. Was it, was it Price? Was it Matt Mullins? Look at Price. Look at his picture. Wait a minute. Matt Mullins. He could go, man. He had the moves. Let's see about Matt Mullins. Full bio. Yeah, must this must be him. Five martial art world titles. Yeah. Uh, 
Simultaneously, Matt created the martial art phenomenon Sideswipe, which took Hollywood by storm, winning Fox TV's 30 Seconds to Fame. What? What the fuck is Sideswipe? He chore- he's a choreographer for, like, a dance choreographer. Huh. But he also is a martial artist. It'd be funny if he didn't even know martial arts. He was just like a fucking <laughs> uh, John Travolta's uh, whatever. Yeah, he's been... Uh, he's world-renowned martial artist. I don't know what Sideswipe is. Huh. It must be some kind of dance party that does martial arts stuff. And he was in a movie called Adventures of Johnny Towel, award-winning cult film. What? I've never even heard of that. Anyway, I'll have to find this guy some more because he was, he was quick. The Adventures of Johnny Towel from 2007. Oh my god, that looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he was not a star of that. He's way down. All- James Hong was in it though. <laughs> Snotty from uh, from Revenge of the Nerds. Um, anyway, I don't have a lot else to add to this. This is the Michael Jai White show. I, honestly, if you like seeing that, I, the, the move, the storyline ends up being kind of interesting. The characters really brought it down for me this time. They really got on my fucking nerves for some reason. They were so like generic and ch- and like corny. I don't know, but the, the I mean the story's not bad. Um, I mean it's not anything groundbreaking, but it, it ends up pre- being interesting. They they um they they keep their kind of uh, uh, reveals well well placed. So, uh, and, and, and there's a good payoff. Um, but yeah, I mean, what did you think of it? I love it. I think it's, I think it's freaking so entertaining. I didn't get it. <laughs> you, 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 you have a, uh, a very low tolerance for like, you, you know how you said it, like it, it's people that annoy you or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I that's not just in movies either. <laughs> Where, yeah. I mean. Uh, but I shouldn't say that either because I'm the guy that goes to Horror Hound and then ends up coming back and is like, God damn. <laughs> like, I shouldn't say that. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, there's just certain yeah. people. I mean, muscle for, Wolf. Let's, let's, let's go back to Muscle Wolf for me. That yeah, well, something, it, could, it could be something totally like like not even why why would that even bother me? And it two guys just nerves. sitting beside of us, and you're just like Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, for me, honest to God, most of the time it's just like I like the person, but then when they get really shit faced drunk and they act really obnoxious, I don't. I don't separate the two. I don't I, like some people will be like, Oh, that's just so-and-so. He's just really drunk. I'm just like, you're a fucking douche. If you can't handle your shit, get out of my fucking face. And I get like, kind of, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you know, but, but I, I really liked it. I, I've watched this a couple times. Uh, Michael <laughs> nice. Jai, it's awesome. Um, I, 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 it's just a really good fucking badass action fucking movie. I think I like which you should check out if you haven't seen it. His newest one, um, Falcon Rising, I think it's called. I started to watch that and I got sidetracked doing something else, and I have it's on Netflix or was. He's got a lot of stuff still like in the pipe, so that's good. I mean, he was in that one thing called Chocolate City, which looks really stupid. It's like it looks like uh, what's the what was the male stripper movie? 
oh, uh, that's fucking uh, what's his face with Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. The cover of it makes me think it's that that kind of like a like like the low budget version of that Chocolate City. Um, but Chain of Command, I haven't seen. That's got that's got uh, Steve Austin in it too. So Steve Austin and Michael Jai White. Um, then he's like he's got one, two, three, six things coming up. Or five things beyond the game, Asian connection, vigilante diaries sounds pretty awesome. God, there's a lot of people in that. Jason Muse, what? Uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson, Michael J. White, Michael Madsen. <laughs> oh, maybe it's not going to be so good. Um, <laughs> Anything with Steve Austin is is uh, uh, skeptical to me. Or you know, it, I I wonder about cops and robbers. He's very with, bad uh, with Tom Berenger. <laughs> And another Quentin Rampage Jackson, because he's got. So I mean, maybe he's, maybe he's, maybe I was wrong. He looks like he's got a lot of stuff. And he was in Skin Trade. I really liked him in Skin Trade. Yeah, Rampage. I, I remember wish he was in. Uh, I'll tell you what. I hope he shows back up again. I hope he's in uh, Arrow more because he's been in like two or three episodes that I've seen. I'll tell you what. When when uh, Quentin Rampage Jackson first started, I he was like one of my favorite fighters. Just because, I mean, he come out. It was almost like my my parents always say big time wrestling. It's almost like big time wrestling. He come out and he have like a chain around his neck, like a uh-huh. junkyard dog, and he'd howl and shit. And they play this song, Rampage. You don't want to mess with me, Rampage. <laughs> I don't know. This I'm stupid. He was in the that that A Team movie. He and he used to slam office. people like everybody else would get down on the ground and and like grind it out or whatever. Nice. And he would pick people up and slam them. I think I need to see Android Cop with Michael Jai White. It's got a 3.1 on IMDb, and it's him and Kadeem Hardison. <laughs> uh, in the year 2045, an LAPD detective and his new Android partner enter the zone, which is, <laughs> which is a forbidden section of the city plagued with an unknown disease. Together they discover the reason everyone is sick and try to stop the illness. That sounds terrible, and I will see it. <laughs> and, Android Cop with Michael Jai White. Oh, what a what a turd! And Charles S. Dutton is in it playing the mayor. I like um, Charles S. Dutton, except the fact that he killed somebody one time. Whoops! In real life. I'll see Chain of Command too with with Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Um, you got anything else to add on? Uh, what movie were we talking about again? <laughs> Blood and Bone. Yeah. Um, hmm. Not really. I just think he is such a charismatic motherfucker. I'm surprised that he didn't. Go for, but then I would see him like I was watching that uh, one Christian Bale Batman movie with uh, uh, Heath Ledger as Joker, and here's yeah. fucking Michael Jai White. I just wish that he would get more uh, beefy parts. Uh, you know, I can't. Well, I mean, looks like he's still at it. Like I said, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff in the pipe, so maybe he's not the fucker. Not a- I mean, now the guy that they have playing Luke Cage, Power Man, is good. Why isn't he Luke Cage? Uh, he he's born to play that. How amazing would uh, would a Michael Jai White, um, Scott uh, Scott Atkins, Power Man and Iron Fist thing be? Yeah, well, that's what they that's what they everybody kept saying. They wanted. Scott I wonder Atkins. if Scott Atkins is too old to be Iron Fist though. Well, Iron he's Fist, supposed, yeah, he's supposed to be. Very, you know, yeah, that's the thing teenager. with both those guys. I think that they were perfect for the parts, but now they're they're not even old now, but they're yeah. getting older. So yeah, Michael Jai White will be. 49 this coming year so 
Yeah, he's getting up there. All right. Um, what uh, to rate this movie? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I I I love Michael J. White. The 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 fight scenes are good in this. The characters really got on my nerves. It bumped it down a lot for me. I give it a. I'm gonna go six point seven five. Oh, geez, I give this like an eight point two five. I love it. I mean, I've, I I think I actually I might have it on DVD somewhere around here. Yeah. That's what sucks, you know, when when you have so much shit and it's boxed up and everything. And I'm like, oh. do I? I'll buy stuff on iTunes, and then I'm like, fuck, I already have that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a six point seven five and an eight. Um, yeah, it's. it's uh, it, I I recommend this. It's it's good. Um, hopefully your uh, tolerance for bad acting is better than mine was this week. Maybe I was just in a bad mood. Um, you get some help. I do. I need some help immediately. <laughs> uh, we uh, don't have any feet sacks this week. Are you week. sure? <laughs> oh, maybe I should check. Hang on. <laughs> Sometimes Sorry, Rolf. I, you know, uh, I just don't want to fit. Nope. No feet sack this week. But we did get a lot of people trying to log into our uh, our website over and over and over again. But other than that, <laughs> I, I get a notice every time anybody fails to log into our website. And I get like 20 a day. Um, yeah, no feet sack. But you can always send us to us. Send it. Jesus Christ. To us at... To, we should have done Undisputed 2. I like that a lot better. Those uh, that are all good. Even yeah. the first one with Wesley and uh, Ving Rhames. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Um, 206-339-1600 or silvagoldpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, our show is on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and on silvaandgold.com. And our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash Silva and Gold. Uh, we'll say what movies we're covering. Oh, wait, we already know. Do we know yeah. what movies we're doing next time? Okay. Yeah. So oh, since we uh, hate life and fuck this time of year, we're going to massacre ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do oh, <laughs> uh, Santa with Muscles from... Let me see Ugh. what year this is from. The Hulk Hogan Christmas movie. A whopping 2.4 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> Santa with muscles. Um, an evil millionaire, Hulk Hogan, gets amnesia and then believes he is Santa Claus. Um, there, is a ce- there is a scene for this that might, that might challenge you to turn it off when Clint Howard gets hit by the missile. I don't know if you've seen this movie. <laughs> But you'll see what I mean, and your your tolerance for stupidity will be tested. Jesus. Well, Santa that's always muscles. that always makes for good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my pick, I guess both are kind of my pick. Uh, 20, 2014's even even an even worse rating, one point six out of ten. The Kirk Cameron, <laughs> uh, Saving Christmas. Oof. Um, the uh, yeah, don't, we're not going to take the Christ out of Christmas this year, everybody. Um, Kirk Cameron's going to show us the way. Kirk Cameron plays a character named Kirk. <laughs> really branching out there. Yuck. Um, so we're going to do two terrible movies next week, based on Christmas. It'll be a couple days after Christmas. So 
Everybody have a good holiday, whatever your leanings may be. Uh, winter solstice or Kwanzaa or Christmas or Hanukkah, which is already going on, or any of those. Enjoy your holiday. I will yeah. not. Fuck yeah. you all. <laughs> Get some help. Get some help. Immediate help. And uh, we'll be back to torture ourselves next week. Um, Zom, do you have anything else, sir? I do not. Other than, remember that, that two by four that was in my stomach that turned? Uh, did it just spin around again? It's pretty much, uh, it's going through the uh, wood chipper. <laughs> so it might be time to close this puppy down. <laughs> the turtle head is poking out. All righty. Um, until next time, this is Loaf Oot. Psalm. <laughs> Uh-oh. Bye. <laughs>